and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You can follow me on all of my social media accounts, Twitter at FBall Game Plan, Football Game Plan on Instagram. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan and subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. Now that we got all the housekeeping items out of the way and all the social media tags that people can go and follow, we have a great guest tonight or today on the Scout Team Podcast is Sean Clark, tight end from Monmouth. I appreciate you taking time, man. Hey, Emery. Thanks for having me, man. Well, I've seen a lot of your games. i called some games uh, for ESPN3 broadcast, been down a, a couple practices and media days and seen you operate. And this year, I thought you put all of the skills together and had a phenomenal senior season. What were your takeaways from this year? Did you feel that way? And also, how huge was Mama's uh, in your development as a player playing for Coach Callahan? I mean... First of all, you know, I, I was blessed to have that opportunity to play at Monmouth. Um, Coach Callahan gave me the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I give all the credit, really, to uh, Coach Jeff Gallo. Um, he's probably the best coach I've ever had. And uh, just being able to take what he, he teaches us every single day, you know, to be a better person on and off the field, and then, you know, apply that when it comes game time, you know, is just – I think that's been the biggest credit, you know, to my growth as a player. And, uh, you know, just as well as – you know, putting in the time and the effort and, you know, just everything it takes to be the best you can possibly be. So, you know, I think I just put all that together, you know, for my senior season. And, you know, I'm just happy, happy with, you know, the outcome of the year. And playing at Monmouth is a unique situation because you have a, you have an offense that is sort of old school in a way where they still use the tight end. The run game is, is huge. So you get a ton of point of attack uh, play and experience so when you look at your your game you're more well-rounded than people may give you credit for when you so when you look at the fact that you played at Monmouth you guys did a lot of blocking in a run game but now you start to get involved in the passing game a little bit more uh, did you see your game evolve from you know when you came into when you left no I, absolutely uh you know I came in as a as a quarterback and uh, coach to- told me right away um he's gonna put me at tight end and you know, I learned the game. I, I was a receiver a little bit before, so, you know, that was kind of a little bit easier for me to uh, to grasp getting into the college game. But, you know, putting all the blocking together, I think that was definitely been the biggest uh, transition of my game, the biggest upside recently. And I think that just, uh, you know, really makes me one of the more re- well-rounded uh, tight ends in this year's draft and, you know, just on the field in general. I don't think people know, man, that you are legit six foot seven, close to six foot eight. Yes, and- <laughs> You know, I never had that problem to worry about. So my, my natural leverage was just based off my genetics. But for, <laughs> for tall guys like yourself, I think you play with a very good pad level. Was that something that you had to work to, to be good at? Because a lot of times you see taller guys tend to play high, but you play with a good pad level, which helps you in a blocking game and also helps you as a route runner get in and out of your breaks. You know, again, this is a, another credit to Coach Gallo. He That's something he he you know, pushes on us hard, you know, when we first get there is playing with low pads and playing with power. And, you know, from him being in the weight room with us every single day from freshman year to senior year, doing drills on the outside. So that was definitely a a point of emphasis for him. And that's just something that's been instilled in, you know, not just myself, but all the tight ends, you know, that have come through this program. Yeah, you guys have sort of become a a little factory of pumping out 
solid tight end tight end talent that you know have gone on and played are currently playing in the NFL. And when you look at your game, I think you still are just growing into your role. You know, I was at that Western Michigan game, Western Michigan game earlier in the season that you guys' first game, and you start to be a target. You know, they were going at you early, getting you some, get you involved, and you know, to see your game continue to grow. When you look at, you know, you being an underrated player right now and talking about upside, it's all about upside in the draft. What do you feel as though your game, one, is being underrated, and also where do you feel as though you still have room to continue to grow and get better? You know, I think the most underrated part of my game is that I'm an athlete. Um, you know, I play on special teams. I make plays on special teams. And I'm also, you know, I do whatever the team needs me to do to win, whether that's in the run game, ask me to come across and kick a guy out or be, you know, be a lead blocker or, you know, or if it's going down the field making plays. But, you know, and also, you know, I think I just got to get keep continue to get stronger. Um, that's an emphasis for me this offseason, putting on more weight. And uh, I think that will really just complete my, my game, you know. Well, what was your weight when you came into Mammoth? Because I think, you know, a lot of people may think, okay, gain weight. But, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> it, it sounds easy to do, but it, it's a lot of work to, to gain weight. How, how big was you when you came to Mammoth? Um, and what's your plan now to say you're going you're gonna to go add weight uh, as you prep for this pro prop, uh, process? Well, <laughs> I came in as a, just a tall string bean, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> six, six, seven, 200 pounds even. Um, and you know, that first, that first year I put on, uh, 20 pounds and then every year after that, I, you know, put on five, 10 pounds. Um, and really the thing is just let my, my body mature and, uh, you know, just trusting the process and trusting that, you know, all the work that you put in is going to pay off and just letting yourself continue to grow. Um, you know, and I, ideally I'd be like to be at about 255, 260 for the draft and, uh, still be able to move at my size. So you know, just got it's a, it's a continuous pattern of you know eating right and nutrition and just doing every all the little things right. You know, everything it takes to just to be the best athlete you can possibly be. And you have to put yourself in the best possible position to, you know, uh, maximize your opportunity. And and the nutrition part is is huge. When you look at the game, and you know, we all watch the pro game when we're in college and finding things that we like about players and and try to add it to your game. Who are some of the guys that you watch at the pro level? Because uh, you have a unique, you know, skill set, considering that you're you're a taller tight end. So, who are some of the guys that you watch that you try to emulate or add to what you bring to the table? Well, uh, I always said I love Zach Ertz, um, just the way he plays the game so fluently. Uh, everything he does in and out of his breaks, whether or it's getting his nose dirty and getting down the blocks. But one guy that really has grown on me, and you know, I, I kind of see myself resembling him a little bit, is a, a George Kittle. And, uh, you know, he's just a guy that can do everything. And, he's you know, he's a tough, hard-nosed guy. But he can also get on the field and make those plays. And, you know, that's the kind of player I, I envision myself. And, you know, a guy that can do just a little bit of everything, you know, and, and be great at what he does. So, you know, really, Zach Ertz and George Killer are my favorite two right now in the league to watch. Well, that's two excellent tight ends to, to you know, choose from and, and watch and, and emulate. When, when you look at your here at the College Gridiron Showcase, uh, you had a couple your teammates were here last year uh, going through this whole process. How big is this game for you? And what are you trying to get out this week of work in front of the scouts? You know, um, I just want to show really what, you know, what really what I can do my, my whole entire game. And uh, it's also just a, it's a great atmosphere down here. You know, you get to play against some of the best guys from from all the levels. And, um, you know, you're constantly getting great work, no matter who you're going up against. 
And I think that's something, you know, competition, you know, just makes you stronger and iron sharpens iron type thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's really the biggest, you know, the best thing about this game is, you know, getting that exposure. Yes. But also, you know, playing against guys that are going for the same thing as you. And, you know, you guys are just going to make each other better because you're both, you know, great players. Yeah. And that's a, you, you, you talked about iron sharpening iron. I feel like that happened throughout your college career because of the defenses you went up against, not only at practice, but with the Big South schedule, you guys out of conference schedule. When you when you take a step back and look at the player you were coming into Monmouth to the player you became, uh, at what point did you start to see the the light come on for yourself and, and really start to see yourself as a pro prospect? Uh, I think it was really my junior year. Um, that was the year when Jake Powell and I were uh, playing together on the field. Um, and just to see how much um, we could do together and, you know, seeing that he was he was getting looks at the same time and just knowing that I could play at that next level, you know, guys like Hakeem. But um, really, I would say my junior year because that was a, the first time I got to really put everything together, you know, be, be, get in the, involved in the pass game a little bit, you know, get involved in the run game and, you know, just show the coaches what I had. And, you know, it was a real confidence booster. And even going out and playing – at Northern Iowa, you know, and just getting a, a real t- first taste of, you know, what good hard-nosed football is, too, you know, in the playoffs. That was that was huge, and I think that was really the, the first year that I knew this is something I could do. I find it that you guys' position is, is tough. Let's say for, you know, scouting perspective, you know, people can quickly go look at a running back stats or QB's, you know, stats. Um, you know, how many sacks a defensive lineman has or how many intercepts a, a cornerback has. But people struggled evaluating the tight end um, because the passing game has changed a little bit to where, you know, you guys don't get the ball as much. Um, you're asked to block and there's no real stat for that. So if you were to put on your, your scouting hat and evaluate the position, what are some of the things that you look for, some of your non-negotiables at that position? You know, how how just dedicated is that guy, you know, because being a tight end, you know, as the things you just said is, is almost a very unselfish position. It's a position you have to, you know, those guys being a tight end, you have to be just a team guy, a we guy. And, uh, you know, just do whatever those the team asks of you, whether it's on special teams, you know, because being a tight end, you can play on kickoff, kick return, punt, you know, and all, all those different things. And at the same time, you have to be asked to go, you know, be a lead blocker or maybe here you might get the get the pass, you know, so just guys that are are willing to be we guys and team guys and you know willing to sacrifice for the better of the team you know I think that's the biggest thing about being a tight end yeah and it's interesting because I always say if you have one tight end you're pretty tough to defend if you have two you're next to impossible to stop and you see teams you know that are utilizing the tight ends really well uh, you look at how uh, Baltimore used their tight ends uh, multiple tight ends um, back in the day with, with I, I say back in the day but uh, obviously, you probably was a kid when this was going on, but when Steve McNair was playing with the Tennessee Titans, you had Wycheck on one side, and uh, I forget the I think I forget the other guy that was on the opposite side, but they used two tight ends a lot. I think it was both Scaife. So you had two tight ends, and and a lot of these offenses are successful. And you're right, it's a very unselfish position. We used to joke in college, call those guys like athletic tackles, because uh, <laughs> we didn't really throw the ball to the tight end. It was just an extension of the offensive line. But you guys truly are the unselfish and probably one of the more versatile. Uh, parts of the team when you look at the game and uh, being an unselfish player that shows you have a true love for it. what is it about the game that you love the most you know I just it lets me express who I am um 
you know, I, I get to go out there and, and love what I, I do every single day. And not only that, I get to set an example for, you know, kids back home and be a role model for, you know, for others. And people look at you, you know, we kind of have this, you know, this bar set, you know, the standard set being an athlete and, you know, being able to live up to that standard and be a model citizen and just someone for other people to look up to and inspire to be. You know, I think that's is something you should take with uh, great care and great pride. And, you know, I think that's just like that is all involved with my just my love for the game and my passion for, you know, what I get to do every single day. I think one of the things if I if I can just you know, seeing that I've followed your career uh, for a long time, patience has to be another big key part to one of the biggest, you know, maybe the biggest lesson that you've learned from the game. If 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 it's not patience, what would you say is the biggest thing football taught you? You know, just to be mentally tough always and, you know, to always be a fighter, um, you know, because in football, you know, you're going to have you're going to have your tough times and you're going to fight through that with yourself and, and with your teammates. But, you know, in the real world, too, you're going to go through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, football just prepares you, you know, to be able to handle anything life throws at you. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest blessings from being able to just play this game. Yeah, football teaches you, if not one thing, it teaches you sudden change. Like things happen rather quickly that you can't control and you just have to deal with it and move on. Um, when you look at, you know, this this week in uh, in Texas, you know, dealing with this all-star game and, you know, you have the pro day coming up and you have all these things that, that you're going to have some private workouts. Is this the part of your dream that you – you kind of get anxious, like, man, I, this was something that I've dreamt about, and now I'm right here actually getting ready to touch it. And what is that feeling? What is, what is that feeling like for a player to be this close to reaching that that ultimate dream that they had as a kid? You know, that's a that's a great question, and I think you can you can talk about this for you know for hours. Um, but just to to realize how close everything you have worked for your whole life how close you are to, you know, achieving those and, you know, just everything you ever wanted is it, it's no, nothing less than surreal. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful for, you know, just having that opportunity because, you know, <laughs> we're one of what, uh, 3% that get to do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just something to be very humbled by and just thankful for, you know, and one thing I have learned as I've gotten older and, you know, just being around the game is just to, you know, live in the moment and appreciate, you know, what you got right now. And, you know, so I'm just kind of trying to enjoy my ride right now and just get everything I got. You can't go wrong. They say you never can go broke uh, making a profit. You can never go wrong living in the moment, man, and living in the present. It's been great to see you continue to grow. Where can people follow you along on social media so that way they can keep uh, track of what you're doing and follow you along this journey? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram as well as Twitter. Um, my handle is S underscore C-L-8-A-R-6-K. And it's the same for both Twitter and for Instagram. You, you know what's interesting? Because I, I grew up in the pre-internet era. <laughs> and when I got to college, uh, the internet was still just kind of new. And so um, we had this, we had, you know, we had to create an email for the first electronic mail for the first time. Right. And so all our email handles was so stupid. And so <laughs> I, I'm always skeptical 
when I'm asking guys, hey, what's your Twitter handle? What's your, your Instagram? Uh, but I've realized that you guys are now a little bit more media savvy than we were. Uh, we didn't think this internet thing would last forever. So <laughs> our stuff was just what it was. Don't ask me what my first uh, Hotmail account was or, you know, college club when it was when that was a thing uh, back in the day. One, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and we had like 15 of them because we had to order these, you know, the uh, publishers, not publishers, clearinghouse, but Columbia House where you get 16 CDs for a penny, but you never really, you know, paid for the CDs. <laughs> so we had to have, we had like multiple email addresses. So kids listening, don't try that at home. You probably can't do it anymore, but don't do the bad things that we did uh, in the 90s. So um, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. It's awesome to talk to you. I'm glad to see you having success out there on the field. You had a great day of work at practice. Looking forward to seeing you in the scrimmage and, and, and how this uh, journey continues to go for you moving forward. So I appreciate you taking time. Hey, I'm ready. Thank you for having me, man. It was great to talk to you.